What's up guys, Mike Wiedenbach here. Uh, today I'm gonna talk about how I started lifting and the places I trained and you know, I traveled the world with the sport. And I'm very fortunate and there's so many great memories, great places I trained over the decades, I have to say. So it all started in, believe it or not, the late 80s when there were still two Germanys and one Yugoslavia. My dad watching Terminator up in the attic, my mother wouldn't allow a TV in the living room. So we had to go upstairs, two floors. And so I get up there and I see that scene where Arnold, you know, in 1984, comes from the AK future. And I was like, holy crap, who is that? I don't look like that. And then my father rolls his eyes. And anyways, I badger him, I badger him. And he takes me to the gym. And they say, what, what is he doing here? He's only 12, 13. And my father trained me, you know, he was basically my first coach. And I'm very grateful for that. So the gym was, you know, you get what you paid for, like small town in the 80s, there were two floors, like was weights, and then upstairs was aerobics for the girls. The guys, you know, wearing leotards, mohawks, you know, the fashion was, uh, you know, construction boots. Fashion was debatable. Intensity atmosphere was great. This was before even Walkmans. Not, I think Walkmans just came up, or clunky. Like no cell phones, no TVs, whatever came up with that idea is beyond me. And... It was just great. It was essentially an old factory hall with these huge entrances where the trucks would bring in deliveries. So flat roof. It was always a bit drafty. You know, in the winter, bring warm clothing. In the summer, it was boiling hot. AC didn't exist. And it was awesome. We trained there, you know, as kids. And we didn't know what we were doing. We, we just had Arnold's book, Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. And that was it. You know, that was our knowledge base. And it was fantastic. So that's where I got started. And then, you know, eventually I moved on with swimming to, you know, other places. But I trained in some memorable gyms, such as, I remember this one place in Prague. It must have been shortly after the war came down, like early 90s or so. You know, with my rather rudimentary AK non-existing check, I asked somebody where there's a gym and he points me over there. And that's this long stairway that goes down into the basement and there's a poster of Pamela Anderson and one of Arnold and I hear Metallica blaring the Black Album had just come out I was like yeah that's the place so I opened the door and everybody is fucking huge like huge I'm like holy cow what's going on here so uh, you know I, I get like a, what you would call a day pass I'm guessing and then I start working out and I realized these guys had two types of plates they were lead or wood so the issue was the lead plates were about 50 pounds and the wood plates were five. So if you want to load a bench, you're, you're starting, you know, by, no, I'm sorry, 50 kgs, aka 100 pounds for the lead plates. So you were starting at, you know, 245, nothing below. So I was thinking you guys should really, you know, work on some, you know, increments here that make a little bit more sense. But it was a great gym. It was so much fun. Like, you know, it was, uh, it even had a, had a kitchen that sold food and quote-unquote supplements. Uh, I stayed there, I think, like a week or so. It was it was outstanding. I loved the Everybody was so friendly. The camaraderie was great. I'm speaking of Eastern Europe. Then uh, I was in Romania, in Bucharest. And I'm in the inner city. There's like, I forget, I think it was a Radisson Hotel. And uh, I won't go in there. And I was like, hey, can I get a day pass? And the person quotes me at like close to $60. And I was like, 60 bucks for day pass? Like... And the gym was nothing to write home about, in all fairness, right? So I said, oh, can I look around before I, you know, spend that kind of money? And the girl says, no, you can't, you got to buy the pass. And I was saying, you know what, like, 
I'm not coming. So then I, um, I, you know, I figured out like there's another gym and I have to take the subway. I was like, okay, I, my remain is good enough. I will not die. So I take the subway into the outskirts and there was Tinko's gym. They charged me a dollar for the day pass. So I get in there and this must have been like, I'm going to say 2008 or so. And on the reception, there's the flex from 1994. Kevin Levroni has just turned pro. I was like, well, so I go in there and I find out all the equipment is made in West Germany. Then I'm like, all right, so it's 30 years old, but if it's, yeah, it's probably still works. So it's a great environment, like everybody very friendly. The dumbbells though, I'm looking around like, oh, they, they look um, interesting. And they said, yeah, you know, back in the Kami days, we were short of material, so we made them from subway wheels. And I said, that's cool, but what do they weigh? And he's like, well, I think this one is 20 kg or 25, I'm not quite sure. Um, the benches were very wobbly, so I stuck to machines, you know, safety first. And then there was this room, and there was always a line of girls standing outside the room. And I was like, hmm, I must know what's happening. So I peek around, and there was this age-old machine that you sometimes see in 1950s commercials, where basically a belt runs over the glutes that jiggles to jiggle Sir Lady away. Now, it doesn't work, but it also doesn't harm. So I was like, do I want to be the obnoxious guy from the West that tells him it doesn't work? No. So I carry on, right? Then my travels took me to Sri Lanka and I'm walking there with this village. Tiny, I couldn't find the map if you paid me. And so I start chatting with like two local boys. They do like the glass board tours for the tours from the, for the tourists. They say, oh, you're bodybuilder, yeah. So the one boy says, I have a gym. I'm like, I don't know about that, but he said he insists I have a gym. So I'm like, all right, what can I lose besides my kidneys? So I walk with these guys and they take me into, you know, the not so nice district of the town. And we get to a shack and he's like, there's my gym. And I was like, all right, sounds ambitious. Open up. And there was a bench. Once again, a post of Pamela Anderson and some weights. And he looks at me and he's so happy. He's like, this is my gym. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Let's go, right? So we trained for two hours. We had a great time. It was so much fun with those two kids. They must have been like 16, 17 or so. We, we had a ball. It was a great workout. I went to Costa Rica once and somebody also directed me to a gym and it was all wood, you know, all the plates and the dumbbells. I guess that was made in mind with the upcoming event of the influencers using fake weights, so they were actually ahead of that time. That was a fun place. Um, oh yeah, in Africa, I was in Kenya, and then I'm looking around for a gym, and then there's, like, oh, there's one, and it was somewhat sterile, and it wasn't like all that great. So then one of the busboys tells me, you know, there's another one. I'm like, oh, let's hear it, but it's outdoors. So I get that. It was essentially a junkyard where they had, you know, axles from cars or trucks with cinder blocks that they were lifting. They had, they had a quote-unquote lat pulled on, but there was just, like I said, a, a cinder block on the one side that was tied up. And then there was some sort of a bar that you could pull down. I was like, oh, I'm going to stick with pull-ups because if that falls on me, I'm done. And, you know, everybody was in great shape. Like, all these guys looked amazing. So I was like, well... Whatever it is, they're doing something right. You know, once again, a great workout. I was also fortunate enough to see Gold's Gym Venice when it was still cool. 
before you know the pandemic hit and you know everything down there fell apart that was always fantastic you would see so many great bodybuilders such a great atmosphere it's so motivating and in the city there was a couple places you know like the original david barton on 23rd street where so i trained there unbeknownst to me what that place really was and it's like 5 p.m. and they turned the lights down. I had really a hard time finding my weights. Like later on, I realized this was just a dating club with weights. So I'm done with the workout. And then there's this very, very long walk from the lockers to the showers. So, you know, you're walking there with a the towel around your waist. It's all like a catwalk. And you're walking and walking and walking. And people look at you and you're like, just here to shower. Nothing else. Carry on. So that was an interesting place. Um, steel gym same thing i was always wondering uh, you know there was also 23rd street i believe how they stayed in business and then one morning i get in there early and to the right hand side of the entrance was sort of quote the office and there was just stacks of hundred dollar bills and vials and tablets i was like oh that is the side business that makes money you know but honestly bodybuilding has allowed me to do things that i never dreamt would have been possible for me in, in combination to have this place now in new york which i never thought i could ever do to meet so many great people from different walks of life just you know united by their love of training of eating looking a certain way and it's just something i'm truly truly grateful for like to think that what if my dad back then had chosen a different channel and not had watched terminator the whole thing might have not worked out oh my god